0: Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the It's Always Game Day in Kansas City podcast. I am your host, Kayla Canarum. Joining me as always is my co-host Cody Tapped and our producer, Nick Schwert. We are sad Chiefs fans at the moment. Um, yeah, instant reaction after the game. Obviously, as we know, the Chiefs took an L to the Colts. The Colts, you guys, 20 to 17. We are now two and one on the season. When I said that I thought we were gonna go five and one through the first six, I did not have that L coming to the Colts on my bingo card. We're obviously going to dissect everything. Guys, initial reaction. How are we feeling? We are bummed.
1: Well, I mean, I predicted a 31-7 to 7 win, so I would say <laughs> that I didn't see it coming. <laughs> but they're not supposed to lose to that team. They had no business losing to that team. Hell, even they played a bad game and the special teams was garbage, and they still shouldn't have lost to that team. Like, there's... Like, if you look at efficiency per play, if you look at which quarterback played better, how bad Matt Ryan looked for a large majority of it, there's a million reasons that if you had told me they held Jonathan Taylor in check, Michael Pittman didn't kill them. we get They had fourth down stops. Like, there's a million reasons why they should have won that game. You can tell by watching that game. They're the better team. And yet, a comedy of errors, like what happens against teams that you're not supposed to lose to occur, and then you lose a game against the Colts you have Again, no business losing. Because that's a worse, that's not a good football team. And you just lost him. And I don't know why it's always the Colts. I guess I thought when when uh I'll say this when when Patrick Mahomes came around, I watched all of the like dumb bullshit about other teams that like cause problems or that's a cheese way to lose. I'm like, ah, Mahomes is here. I don't I don't care about the the Colts anymore. But no, I don't know. They're just like cursed against that franchise. Every time, Nick, they beat him this way in like every single season. It's impossible.
2: Yeah, it was that f- the second year of Mahomes' career, right? Where they had that what was it 19 to 17? Yep. loss. It makes no sense. And this one doesn't make sense either. Like I watched the game. I understand how they lost, but I mean, we did a 45 minutes on Friday about how much of a joke the Colts were, how this might be the worst roster in the NFL. And I want to make one thing perfectly clear. I stand by everything I said. about the Colts. This was, this was <laughs> not a game. Us. Well, this wasn't a game where, oh, well, they just came to play. The Colts played a great game, and they were ready to go. They were no, gifted one touchdowns,
1: team. Yeah, and then squits, <laughs> but the rest of the game scoring six points until the very final
2: drive. Yeah, so this, and this wasn't... Um, This wasn't a game where you come away like uh, against the Chargers and you say, okay, like Mahomes maybe was just a little off. Maybe he was a little amped up. Mahomes was the best quarterback in the game. He was the one guy for the Chiefs that looked as though he was ready to play today at noon in Indianapolis. So it was just like, I know it's so cliche. This is something that Andy Reid probably said in his press conference. I haven't heard it all yet. I'm assuming Andy Reid said something along the lines of, we weren't ready to play today. I didn't he do a good exactly. enough job getting my guys prepared. Yeah, of course. Because, but in this one instance, it's not just a cliche. It feels like it's actually true.
1: Well, I mean, they are five and, they were five and f- five in the Andy Reid year coming off of Thursday Night Football. I don't know why, but that's not a good time off for him. Mm-mm. A whole bye week, great for Andy Reid. Normal amount of rest, great for Andy Reid. Short rest, great for Andy Reid. Ten days, it's like the magical number where things fall apart. That that's I don't know why. There's no real good logic. We, we had this conversation, Nick both uh, on, on the regular radio show in Kansas city, where I, I feel like it must be that it's like just enough to throw off his routine in a way that doesn't like either he overthinks or gets cute. Cause I mean, they're running fake field goals on fourth and 11. Even if Tommy Townsend completed that, they weren't converting it
2: They're, You know, like everything again, every little and Tommy's got to Tommy's got to take the L today. Come on, bud. I know you're a punter, but fourth and long, You gotta find a way to convert there. Gotta find a way to hit the man. He was perfect until then. He had a perfect passer rating until today.
0: I didn't yeah, I did not like getting cute when we're the the game is that close. That was not okay. Well,
1: and I guess Kayla, kind of unnecessary because they're the better team. The teams who do the dumb nonsense in the middle of the game, they're the worst ones. They're the bad teams. Just trying to make things happen and pray and hope. Like, that's it. I get it. People are gonna like make it seem like something, you know. Us being too confident, that's the reason. I'm like, no, the Chiefs played bad. And they should feel bad for how they played. The offense was the second worst part of the problem. But obviously the two things that we're going to, you know, like two things that are focused on in this game are Chris Jones and the special teams. Like which one cost them the game more? And it's going to feel like Chris Jones because if he just doesn't talk for, and I know that, I, look, I don't think it should be an NFL penalty, but you also know that if you talk, Uh, trash to the opposing quarterback in the moment in the fourth quarter for an officiating crew who'd thrown a lot of weird flags or not thrown some, you're running into that. But the special teams cost them this game more than anything today. It was a disaster. I
2: I would actually push back a little bit on the idea that, I mean, I, I get the impact that the Chris Jones penalty had, but I don't like when we do this thing where we only complain about it the one time it costs you. Now, all of a sudden, we all are sitting here acting. And I'm just, I say we all because I saw the live reaction on social oh, media sure. of everybody mm-hmm. crushing Chris Jones for that. I'm like, We don't ever criticize guys for talking smack, ever. So to act like now is the time when we can all kind of puff our chests out and say, well, you just, you can't do that there. I'm like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you can kind of talk trash. There's a line that you know you can't cross, and we don't know what he said. But the guy, has Chris Jones ever gotten flagged for trash talking before? So now I don't yes. Kind of understand. Yes. That's but the only problem.
1: I think I would give talking. I give an example but but Chris Jones has gotten plenty of bad personal foul calls. Like he's got a bit of a reputation for it. Like it or not, he's gotten a number of those this is not a good time to get a penalty. Chris Jones got a penalty for the team. So it's and I, again, I don't think I think he should be allowed to say whatever the hell you want on the field. Like barring it being racial or you know, like Barring it, like, really taking yeah, a, there's line a line that's too far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it's just like, you suck, sucks to be you. should have gotten that first down, Demi. Then it doesn't matter. Who cares? But they called it, and that moment cost him. But, like, right. I'm not nearly as mad at Chris Jones, Kayla, as I am the special teams.
0: I agree, because it, it shouldn't have come down to that changing the game. It should have just – we should have been exactly. better at the beginning. Like, um, which – well, so your point, what what constitutes unsportsmanlike content? Like, what did he have to say for – them to get the penalty. So
2: he says he so doesn't here's remember what, what he said. Yeah, this is the this is quote from Sammy Dow of the Kansas City Star. He says, Chris Jones doesn't remember exactly what he said. He took full blame for the loss. When I asked if he's done this type of thing before without a flag, he said, quote, listen, I've never been flagged for talking.
1: And that might be true. He just has a reputation for other like... He's definitely... Um, yeah. It was like the, the Travis Kelsey, the defense. Like, hey, man... Can't really be getting a penalty right now. Can't have you hitting the quarterback at that moment. Can't, you know, it's again, I don't think that it's the end of the world, but the because again, the special teams thing was far more frustrating. They try to fake field goal, they miss, they do this. And honestly, maybe even more than Chris Jones, why isn't Andy calling timeouts at the end? Why is he just standing around watching them milk the clock, know that they're going to play for a touchdown in the final seconds? And yeah, maybe they won't get it. But why not have an alternate plan? Because if they do score the touchdown, why not have a few extra seconds remaining to actually get it done? I know that they were close, but maybe you don't have to take that risky throw if you're Patrick Mahomes, the one that eventually gets picked off, if you've got, say, 27 more seconds instead of just the 10, 8, 7 you had there. You had 7, I think, in that final play. If that's the case, you have to handle it differently. And so that's what it is. Like, I, I thought... Coaching, absolutely. Andy Andy did a bad job in the entire game. I thought they were too conservative. They kept going back to the running game on second and 10, even though Clyde Edwards-Alaire finished the game with seven carries for zero yards. So went nowhere for all the, the two-week hype we had on Clyde. Mm-hmm. We're kind of back to reality a little bit today. But it's just like there, there's way too many things that went wrong in this game. It's not one. I mean, but in still, they still should have won it. That's how much better they were than the Colts. They did everything wrong, and the Colts just sat back and prayed that they'd have a chance at the end, and they did.
0: Well, that brings us to offense sac- stagnation. Um, like you said, yeah, Chiefs running backs, swing attempts for just 31 yards. Kelsey, somewhat of an off day, it felt like. I mean, granted, he had a touchdown, but four receptions for just 58 yards. Obviously, that missed catch in the end zone that cost us a touchdown. What do we think about the offense?
1: Well, I mean, it's... Outside of Mahomes. Because- well, and, and even he wasn't perfect today. Um, you know, honestly, I think, I think the, the offensive problems can kind of be boiled down to one thing. First, by the way, Sky Moore got, I think, zero offensive snaps again, so we can talk about him somewhere in a later episode. But I think it can be boiled down to one thing. Their offensive line is not playing good. I don't know if I'm willing to say they're bad yet or they're not good, but they're not playing good. Orlando Brown Jr., Looked terrible. He he wasn't. It wasn't a good performance by him. And as a result of that, they played bad offense. It's not just not Orlando Brown Jr. Multiple other people. Obviously, Wiley got dinged up and they got pushed around. But when you start looking through what they did offensively today, I, I feel like it boils down. To, am I? Am, is maybe I'm the only one thinking this? But the
2: offensive line didn't play well, so they didn't play well in offense. Yeah, it's a chicken versus the egg, right? Like the offensive line was not. Great. But the one thing specifically, I thought we knew about this O-line was that while you may not have the guys to be an elite pass protection unit like Orlando Brown Jr., right? You bring him over from Baltimore even before that at Oklahoma. He was a grader. He was a big, bruising, run-blocking left tackle. And so you those, those have all been built into the conversation about what kind of money he deserves in the offseason. But we thought, hey, the flip side is maybe the pass protection is not going to be as elite as you wanted it to be when you brought in Orlando Brown Jr., when you brought in Joe Tooney, when you drafted Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. But these guys are going to be able to open up lanes for your run game. And the Chiefs run game was atrocious. It was abysmal yeah. today. They couldn't get any push up front. There were no lanes for any of these guys to, to run through. If you take away Patrick Mahomes' rushing yards, because he was the team's leading rusher today, the Chiefs' running backs combined for 31 rushing yards on 20 attempts. If you're running the ball 20 times and you're picking up a little over a yard per carry, you're basically saying, well, Patrick Mahomes be perfect today. Because you are not going to get any complimentary help from your running game whatsoever. And that is such a tough ask. I don't care who the opponent is. I don't care who the quarterback is. When you're basically saying, go play perfect football because we can't run the ball, it makes your margin for error so incredibly thin. I wonder if we should be
1: discussing this. Like the the players themselves obviously didn't play well, but, uh, you know, the way you're describing it, like, why the hell run it that much? You're having no success. They were a positive efficiency team when passing.
2: They had a You've positive. You have to be able to run the ball. Like, you have to run it with some level I know, of I know, but competency. Sure. But today felt like,
1: because it wasn't working, and it, but like it kind of felt like this was one of those Andy Reid grinded out days. Like, it's second and 10, and he's still running it because he's like, we can just grind out this win. We can do it, man. We can just run out clock, and we can try to get to the finish line, and this game won't look good, but we can do this. Like we can just get to the finish line because Andy has games like that. That's the only time we get mad at the way Andy runs the ball is when he tries to do this. Let's get to the let's just do this. I don't care how it looks because Andy is openly admitted. He doesn't care about your fantasy team, nor should he. He's like, I'm just trying to get to the bitter end here where we have a win. But that's what I, I think that's what was so frustrating about just letting the clock tick down. It didn't really give it. There were still the splash plays, you know, I mean, that Kelsey little, you know, or the Juju sidearm whip throw down the field to put him in position. And I don't think we'd be thinking as bad about the offense. Reminder, they probably left 20 points on the board. They had a fake field goal. That's three. They had a missed field goal. That's three more. They, you know, they uh, they got stopped. They settled for field goals two, two times inside the five-yard line. There's eight more points. So if you're just looking at it from that perspective, like there's 14 more on the board before we even get anywhere. 14 more on the board that would have been available to the Chiefs at that moment. And we wouldn't even be having this conversation because they would have scored 31 points if they could have just in those moments been efficient. Like, I don't think like as an entirety, like the offense was a total failure. I thought there were some moments when it worked, but I don't know, just because they couldn't complete those and then the special teams was so bad, it became a mess.
0: On the bright side, were we encouraged by what we saw from Juju today? I mean, obviously one of the biggest plays of the game for 53 yards, total of five receptions for 89 yards. Were we a little more comfortable with what we saw from him?
1: He looks to I mean, be their the only big play, receiver.
2: Yeah, the big play was, that was nice, but I guess maybe this is unfair.
0: because We, we didn't even do anything with in, it, so yeah.
2: Well, well that's good, because that's kind of where I'm at. It's, okay, is it unfair for me to look at the Chiefs' offense as a whole and knowing everything that happened in the offseason and bringing in all these new receivers and trying to sort of rework your offense without having Tyreek Hill it's going to be impossible for any of us to ever remove the thought of what the, the, the loss of Hill means for this offense. And so Juju is going to be the biggest, the, the biggest punching bag for that. Every time the Chiefs have a game like this, this won't be the last off day the Chiefs have offensively this season. But every time they have one of these games, I think we're going to look straight to Juju. We're going to say, hey, you're the Tyreek replacement. Kind of need you to have a big impact on this game box score looks great it was really one big play surrounded yeah. by four plays that, like i don't even i couldn't even tell you where he got the other four catches from so
1: one in fairness was on a third and 10 for a first down to keep a drive going but that's right the, that's right yeah the the other three don't stand out to me just that other just just
2: that one i guess and then, yeah it's really easy to cherry pick today and be like well like we need these these receivers to sort of step up because look at what's happening with the offense you need more guys to chip in and kick into that bucket But, I mean, I don't know if it's as much about Juju as much as it is the wide receiver core as a whole. Because McColl, I know he got banged up early. MVS is just kind of there. Sky Moore, like, uh, I don't know if that uh, that whole conversation about his role increasing is going to be happening after what we saw against Indy. So, I just have questions about this wide receiver group. The questions that we had in the offseason, three weeks in, still kind of remain. I think we we felt so good coming
1: out of that first game because they dropped forty four, and now in retrospect, clearly it was because the cardinals Cardinals were the least prepared team, maybe in NFL history, for an opening week game against a high level competitor. So it's got their teeth kicked in. The last couple of teams have been able to get pressure on the Holmes without blitzing, and have been able to stop the Chiefs' rushing attack. And as a result of that, the they're getting in some of those like second and third and longs, and now. You know, the the issue remains where when they're in those spots, they still don't have the receivers that you can regularly trust. So they're still kind of going through that, I guess, is the problem. But I I don't know. I mean, I don't feel good about the offense after that game, but I also don't feel like, wow, it's a lost cause. I just kind of thought maybe in fairness, like, you know, this is kind of more how I thought it would look. When the season started, Nick, I thought it's going to take them like a month, six weeks, eight weeks to kind of find their footing. And now it's looking more like that. And still, it should have been enough offense to win the game today.